Thanks for stopping in on the Coach Mac Show. We're just two weeks out from Central Michigan football returning the Chippewas, taking on the Bobcats of Ohio right here in Mount Pleasant at Kelly Short Stadium. We'll talk with Coach Mack about how practices are going. Two more student athletes stopping by. We've got redshirt freshman quarterback Daniel Richardson and sophomore defensive lineman Jacquez Bristol. Two Florida guys that braved the weather and have come up to Mount Pleasant and should expect to have big contributions to the 2020 Chippewa football season. We'll talk all that and more coming up next on the Coach Mack Show. This is the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. And we're back for another week. It's the Coach Mack Show, Adam Jackson, Jim McElwain. Coach, how you doing? Doing great, and how about yourself? Tell me you had a great week. I had a great week and uh, a really nice weekend. I, I got to go out and watch the Chippewas practice over the weekend. Saw you out there in the elements, yeah, the team out there. You it was know, great. we need to talk about that because <laughs> uh, obviously you do a lot of your work inside because you weren't quite dressed for all the rain that we had that day. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I was proud of you. you. You stuck it out. I did. I was just trying to rep the New Mexico Bowl uh, zip-up yeah, that we all got when was, we went out to Albuquerque last year. It looked awful nice, it yeah. looked aw and it really looked good, really wet as well. It was a little yeah, wet yeah. at the end. Yeah. I thought maybe practice gets canceled when it rains, right? You go no, inside or not what? quite. You know, I tell you, one of the things we've been able to do is get outside a lot. Uh, we've only really been inside one time since we started practice, and, and uh, you know, the fields, I uh, got to tell you, our, our crew here, Guy and the guys that work on this uh, on our fields every day out over at the Marriott and out on the track, man, they do a fantastic job, and I just can't tell you how much better they are than they were a year ago. Yeah, it was great to see uh, the, the team out there, and obviously you've got both sites to, to practice on, but I don't know if you know this, we're two weeks away. Two you, weeks you, you away. You a football game in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's right. And uh, something we talked about as, at the team, uh, you know, afterwards, is, uh, after practice was guys uh, – whether you realize it or not, it's here. I mean, and it's real. And uh, we still have a lot of work to do, and yet I'm sure everybody does. But uh, I'm really happy where we're at and, and um, really happy the way the guys are practicing. I think the best message I got from you, because I did, I did a little eavesdropping, and when you got the guys together and you said, stay close as a group, but stay far away. That's right. <laughs> stay close, but don't get, don't get near each other, right? But uh, – you know, we've uh, really handled this testing in, in the way it's been, and the guys have done a great job of, uh, you know, the, the building is great. The thing you worry about is when they leave the building. And uh, But, you know, based on our results, you know, we've been uh, really lucky so far. And, and I don't know whether you call it luck or the fact that guys are taking care of themselves and, and doing a great job when they're away from the facility. Well, tell us a little bit about on the field. How have things looked uh, from your perspective from the guys working hard, getting ready for that first game? Yeah, we, we uh, you know, bit by bit, we keep getting guys back. Um, things have been uh, – thought we were able to get a lot done this week, especially starting some situational stuff that, that uh, you know, we haven't had a bunch of work on. You know, second 10 play the third, some goal lines, some coming out. Uh, different things in the kicking game, you know, everything from punting back up, backed up to the different ways that you kick off and kick return, you know, depending on the situation. And and so we're starting to get some of that. Uh, we'll get a really good scrimmage in on Friday under the lights and, and uh, looking forward to that. And, and more than anything, looking forward to some of the young guys going out there and playing. 
When do you and the coaching staff have an idea of what that first depth chart, what that game chart is going to look like? Because we are only two weeks out. When, when do you start kind of processing that, processing that and putting it together? Well, you know, you always kind of have it in the back of your mind, and yet really it's about, you know, the guys that are that are proving that, that uh, you know what, they need reps, and, and uh, they're doing a great job in practice with it. Um, this is going to be one of those years just with how thin we are that everybody's got to play. And, um, you know, that's the way it's going to be. And, and uh, so for us, getting a great look at those guys uh, in that scrimmage is going to be huge. Well, let me know when you get it because I need it. You know, i got to get prepared need, for the season. That's so. exactly right. So you, you, you can need fax that. that over to me or maybe yeah. tweet it over to me. I, don't, I, I know you're <laughs> hey, good. It's, you know that it's not getting <laughs> tweeted over to you. You know that. Maybe WebEx mm. or Zoom. I know you've got all of that down. Well, we've got uh, a couple more players that are stopping by today. So uh, let's talk first about the quarterback room. Everyone wants to know about the quarterback room, and we've got one of them, uh, Daniel Richardson, that's going to join us here coming up. Tell us what you've seen from the quarterback group so far as we get ready to go here soon. Well, you know, I just I got confidence in them, and you can just tell, um, you know, having been in the system a year and in D. Rich's case, Obviously, getting you know the bulk of the work in those uh, ten spring practices we were able to have before you could see a lot you know before we got shut down, uh, you can see a lot of carry over there and and uh, you know uh, I'm excited to have him on the show and and I know we're going to talk about the D line because we got Quezzy here too and two of our young guys that that uh, you know I, I'm. I'm excited about the future of the chips, not only the now, but I'm excited about the future because these are a couple guys that, that the fans are going to know a lot about. Jack West Bristol also will join us as Coach Menson, Daniel Richardson coming up. Tell us a little bit about Daniel before we have him on here because you were raving about him, and I know you got few spring practices in, but you were really excited about the step he took forward in some of those spring practices. What did you see from him? Well, what I saw was I saw what translated from him playing Madden, which he is as good as anybody in the country. This guy can take on anybody. And how it actually translated to out on the field. I mean, he's got a – innate ability to find guys that are open, um, goes through his reads, and yet um, everybody's alive. He does a great job of seeing the field. Uh, and, and he's a guy I knew a lot about. Um, he's obviously from down in Florida. Uh, he had been to our passing camps uh, with his different seven-on-seven teams that were the top teams in the country. Um, and he was their quarterback, and so I was able to kind of see him up close and personal uh, in, in person before we even got here, and that's uh, one of the first calls we made when we knew we needed a quarterback was to D. Rich. You got Daniel Richardson here. You've got Ty Brock, David Moore, some of the others. Do you like how the group complements one another this year as you get ready for that first game? Yeah, absolutely, and, and here's a good thing is I, I got total confidence in all three. Um, and that's really good. They all have, uh, you know, different skill sets, obviously different guys. Um, and yet uh, when they've been in there, you know, they've done a good job of, of using those strengths. Uh, you know, D. Rich is a pocket guy that, that does a great job of moving within the pocket and able to find uh, open receivers. I think he's making really good decisions uh, Sometimes he gets a little greedy in the RPO game. You know, i got to get after him a little bit there. But, uh, um, you know, he's, he's a guy that 
you know, grew up throwing the football and and um, he's got an excellent arm. You know, David, I think his command and kind of knowing where those creases and seams are is something that uh, he does a great job of anticipating. And, and Ty Brock, uh, you know, I think these guys will go ahead and um, admit it, probably the best athlete out of all three of them. Uh, he's a guy that can really run and, and uh, do some things as well, not only throwing but with his feet. And I know you, you update the media every week, but just the status on David Moore, I know tell us a little bit about where that process is at and what you're expecting to hear or when you're expecting sure. to hear it. Sure. Um, you know, it should be any time now. Um, you know, his uh, his his suspension is, is now from a day period is over. Uh, now we're just waiting for the paperwork from the NCAA and uh, – you know, I think they ended up, I uh, read somewhere where they furloughed like 600 people. So I, I think we're a little behind schedule on some of the things that we're getting. But uh, um, Rachel's on top of that, and we should know here in about a week. Good to know. Well, we're excited to find out and just excited to see these three guys uh, compete and, and one or maybe more get an opportunity to hit the field this year. Do you expect multiple guys to, to get in there and absolutely. get behind center this season? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I say, I've got – I've got the utmost confidence in in all three of the guys, and um, as a head coach, that doesn't happen very often. You know, you, you kind of maybe have a guy or maybe a guy and a half, um, but in this case, uh, I've got <laughs> I feel good whoever's in there, and you don't have to trim back the playbook or anything like that, um, which makes calling a game for Charlie a lot easier, uh, knowing that. They can handle the game plans. That was going to be my next question for you, Coach. Is, is Charlie Fry takes over as an offensive coordinator for the first time last year. Obviously, you had some great offensive numbers throughout the season and games. What have you seen from him development-wise as an offensive quarter, uh, coordinator and quarterbacks coach as he gets ready to, to lead the guys in year two? Well, the, the, he does an outstanding job of seeing the game through the quarterback's eyes. Obviously, his background uh, being a great quarterback in this league and and his NFL experience and, and the different things that he learned through that, I think he does an outstanding job of of really of really seeing how it's got to work from that position. And ultimately, you know, you've you got to be comfortable at the quarterback position to make the offense go. Uh, he does a great job of that. Uh, I think he's, he's really done a really good job of understanding how it all fits together, you know, where each piece, each, each group, each unit, uh, knowing their strengths and now kind of playing to those strengths. I would imagine him and, and the other guys that have been here, David Moore, Richardson, are, are helping someone like a Ty Brock, who's probably taken in all of the offensive sets and still trying to quickly pick up on everything that you guys have installed and are con going to continue installing. Right, and I think, you know, in Ty's case, uh, you know, it was tough because we were kind of in shutdown when he got here. Uh, we didn't have our normal OTAs in the summer that we would have had. Uh, getting uh, experience going into it. Um, so he's a little bit behind from that standpoint and yet has some unique skill sets that I think we're going to be able to utilize as the season goes on. All right. Well, again, we're looking forward to it a couple of weeks. We'll see who the Chippewa man is under center or maybe multiple, as Coach just mentioned. But we'll bring on Daniel Richardson when we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Back here on the Coach Max Show with Jim McElwain and new quarterback Daniel Richardson. 
Coach, tell us a little bit about him. Not really a new guy. I mean, actually. Uh, redshirt freshman, Redshirt, right? but, yeah. but showed up early, actually. Yes, As a freshman, he, he was, uh, you know, our first really recruit uh, in his class. And, uh, you know, just like I said, I raved about what he did in the spring and, and now what he's been doing. But, D. Rich, tell me how you're doing today, man. I'm doing great today. We had a great day at practice. Got all my school stuff taken care of. and Everything's going good. That's right. Now, did you hear that? He got all the school stuff taken care of because, uh, you know, that's something he and I talk about quite a bit. But uh, so, you know, obviously being from Miami, how 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 has this transition to Central Michigan been for you? Really, I had to adapt to the weather. Being from down south, being in the 70, 80, 90 humid weather, coming up here, 20 degrees, 10 degrees. <laughs> when I first came up here, man, it started snowing. That was the first time I ever seen snow, and I was shocked. You know, I came up here with my mom and my grandmother when they dropped me off, and I was just like, man, I just got to adapt to the weather and get used to playing in the cold. That's right. And uh, you, you mentioned here at the break that uh, you're actually not even wearing sleeves now. Yeah, I just stopped wearing sleeves because my drill didn't be running and just not know where to sleep no more. That's right. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, you know, obviously you and I kind of go back a ways. Uh, used to come to our camps, our, our passing camps right. when we were at Florida. And and obviously, t tell me about those seven-on-seven seven teams you man. had, man. My seven-on-seven seven teams was great, man. I had so many guys. Man, I, I can't even name them right now. Yeah. From my freshman year, being 14 years old, playing with the guys that were seniors, going to what, Florida, Baylor, Alabama, you could name it. I, I had every receiver, and it was just a great opportunity just to get exposed to different stuff, winning a national championship in Atlanta my senior year, and it's just just amazing. So, you know, you guys actually traveled most summer, right? Right. Yeah, we went to Vegas, Atlanta, you name it, we went there. What was the name of that team again? Uh, Stronger. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Stronger. Year, yep. That's right, the last year. Well, I've got to I've got to say you you uh, had an unbelievable career down there yes, and sir. obviously at a couple different high schools. Tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, I went to Burger T for my first 3 years and it was great. I won state my freshman year there under the uh, head coach of uh Coach uh, Hippolyte and uh, Tim Harris, as uh -huh. you know, um, uh -huh. my senior year, I was at uh, Kara City. I mean, even though we came up short, we had a great team. We was actually number one in the nation until we lost in the second round of the playoffs. But that's right. My teams were great that yeah. I played on. You know, something about D. Rich, just uh, seeing the guys that kind of rally around him as a kind of a leader. It's it's uh, where did that happen when you were all the way back? playing Pop Warner. Tell me how that kind of Man, my leadership, uh, always I've been an uplifting guy, always put my teammates before anybody, always trying to share the ball around. And, man, I'm always looking to dish it to the next person. Like, even the running backs, just dish it to them, dish it to them, and just go from there. I just love sharing the ball. Playing playing quarterback since how old? Uh, five. Since five. Yep. My first year I played with a linebacker, and then <laughs> after that I was in the backyard, and, I was playing with my uncle, with my godfather, and we was throwing the ball. He called me Dante Culpepper because I had a little <laughs> weight on me at the time. And <laughs> I played linebacker, so I was just throwing the ball, playing around. And next thing you know, like one practice, coach was like, man, go go throw the ball, man. So I went to go throw the ball, and ever since then, I just always played quarterback. So which which uh, which park did you play at most down uh, there? PPO, yeah. PPO Bengals, yeah. That's we was right. actually number one in the country, too, at That's that time, right. too. That's so, right. Yeah. I tell you what, when you watch these guys play and – when you go to the parks on those Saturdays, oh my man, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? 
Very yep. packed. It's like a high school or a college game That's almost. Right. That's right. Um, now, kind of in transition, you know, how how was the transition for you kind of from, you know, that, that the high school ball and then coming to a college practice and, and college players and that kind of thing? How was that transition? I'll really say the, the speed because it gets much faster. Uh, the DBs and the safeties, I mean, they move a lot faster. And the D-linemen are very, very faster, more athletic than high school. I mean, you could really just throw the ball up and go get it in high school. But in college, you really got to make the reads and 50-50 ball. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that was one, that's one of the great strengths is, is you, you throw catchable balls. You throw great back shoulder balls. How did you learn to throw the back shoulder like you do? My quarterback coach, uh, Oliver, down in uh, Miami, really taught me. And, then, you know, my mentor, Michael Vick. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I work out a lot throwing them back shoulders, key balls and everything. So that was really the main thing. How is it when you go back now, you go back in the summers or maybe at spring and, and all those guys show back up at the park and you're able to go out and throw with – NFL guys, oh, yeah. major college guys. Tell me how that is. That's just a good thing down there because, you know, being from South Florida is a Miami thing. You know how yeah. people say it's a Miami thing. And just being around, getting to, you know, no other guys, they come down there, like people from up in Michigan, all over, just come down there to work out with those guys in Miami. It's really it's really fun, actually. Yeah. So um, now I, I've got to ask you, when when did you first – now I, I, I will bust him a little bit. I, I saw him playing Madden. <laughs> okay, and it, he told me he's never punted. Is that right? Yeah, I never, I never, it never had to no. punt. Um, you, sh you should tell Coach Mack it, that's how the chip should play. Yeah, no, that's, that's how we're going to play no, this No, that's exactly <laughs> right. But uh, so how did you learn? And, and I mean, the way you kind of sit there and play that thing, I was I was amazed. I, you, you, you picked those defenses apart. Man, I don't know because I put so much time – and mad, this don't make no <laughs> sense. Like, in my off time, I really just go to practice mode and just practice different routes and everything. And just, like, I find different glitches, as you say, uh -huh. in, the, in the plays. And I just go from there. I tell you, it, it is impressive. I, uh, and, and let me – do you think that helps you on the field a it little bit? It actually does yeah. because looking at the defenses on Madden, the same thing I'm looking like. It would cover four alert. I can alert my post over the top. Cover three, I know I got my flash with my outs. Cover two, I could take my whole – I mean, my middle down the field, got my whole shots outside. Cover one, I could throw my slants, boom, flat. You know, there's different stuff you can do, and, and Madden actually helps me. Like, like my go-to is like a post with an over route with a seam down the middle, and any coverage really could beat that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. got my flat in the, the back. I got it all. Take what the defense gives give you, you. That's and it. eventually they give you the game, right? Right. Yeah, that that is one great thing. But um, you know, I got to tell you, I, uh, this is a fun guy to be around, and and obviously uh, a great leader on the team. Uh, how, how was it coming into the locker room when you were a freshman here? <laughs> My first day, I almost passed out at workout. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, uh, I mean, the guys are really great. Uh, just being around different guys that I'm not used to, sure. different language, different music, coming yeah. in the locker room, listen to Detroit music. It was a really different type of culture because you're being, being from Miami, we listen to different type of culture and music sure. as well. So, I mean, that was that was a bigger bigger uh, standpoint of coming here, though. Right. Yeah. So is it uh, – and, and you've adjusted now a little bit to the cold, right? Yeah, I adjusted to it. Yeah, all right. Not trying to get the frostbites, but <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
Well, D. Rich, I tell you what, I, the fans are in for a treat when you're out there. And, yes, sir. And uh, I want to say uh, thanks so much for taking the time to Thank come on the show. Thank you for having me, Coach. And I'd love to be on any time. That's right. I tell you what, this guy's got a bright future, and I think people looked into it. He's got a great personality, and, and uh, man, I'm glad you're a chip, bud. Thank you, Coach. All right, buddy. Yes, thanks. I got an idea before we go here. Uh -huh. I think I think we we need to get – him out there in like a Madden challenge on this giant video. Oh, yeah. Right? Any, I take on anybody. <laughs> there it is. We no do it. Anybody in Mount Pleasant. All comers. Let's Set it go. up. That's Set it right. up. Love it. Well, that's Daniel Richardson. We'll come back with Jacques Bristol right after this on the Coach Mac Show. This is the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Well, we talked a little offense with Coach Mac, Daniel Richardson. Uh, now we've got some defense up here, Coach. That's right. Quizzy, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing great, actually. Being back here, it's a family environment, so I don't feel too ashamed to be here. There you go. That's right. Well, um, you know, I got to say this, uh, obviously, uh, in our first recruiting class, and uh, we had some mutual friends down in your area, right? Yes, sir. Uh, tell us kind of how that guided you to kind of get here to Central Michigan and be in a Chippewa. First off. I appreciate the opportunity, and Fred Gilmore was yeah. a leader f for me, and he was like, hey, it was like, Jim McElwain is a good dude, and turns out he was not lying. <laughs> really a family guy. If you get a chance to come here, come. That's that's what I'm talking about, Quezzy. Well, um, so, you know, huge kind of difference for you, obviously, where you grew up down there and in the Sarasota area and, uh, you know, kind of moving up here to, to Mount Pleasant. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know your mom was like, it, it wasn't easy. Right. So tell me about that transition. Um, just how <laughs> D Rich said, it was very, very, very hard <laughs> coming up here to all this cold weather. I was not used to, even though my mom's from North Carolina. Right. But I was so scared. Of the cold, I never went. I went when I was younger, but being here, I got used to it a little bit. Like today, I had my sleeves off. So that's the first, but I'm adjusting. I was proud of both of you guys at practice today. You actually <laughs> looked like Chippewas out there. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? So yes, sir. That's good. But, um, you know, as a D lineman, I think what maybe some of the people should know, too, a little bit of your high school background, uh, multiple sport guy. Yeah. Tell me about that. Being multiple sport had me very versatile. Like my sophomore year, most people wouldn't believe it, but I played running back actually my sophomore year. That's right. And then, like, I just didn't like the feel of it. Mm -hmm. Too much running for me. <laughs> <laughs> but so I put my hand in the dirt, and I also played point guard for basketball. Yeah, so I, I'm excited that you brought that up because this is one of the things uh, – Coach Gilmore, who, who's a longtime friend of mine, and, and I've recruited many, many of his players over the years, but um, he spoke so highly of Quezzy, not only as a person, uh, but obviously as a player, and then says, Mac, you got to come watch this guy play point guard on a really good Booker basketball team. Tell me about how that was. Actually, my, my junior year, we went to state, and I had some key games where – I brought the team back mm -hmm. and just like leading and being that leader, being vocal mm -hmm. and actually passing the ball around. I wasn't very much a scorer, but if I needed to score, I'll score. So 
just being there for the other guys, knowing that's their first sport, just being there to help the team out mm-hmm. was very good for me. Right. And, and playing point guard at, at – 290 300 oh pounds God. how it was, was that huh it was it was it was it was challenging yeah but i mean if you're an athlete it comes with it so right. i mean i was looking for every like advantage and looking towards every game the same just playing my role sure and uh you know growing up obviously uh down in that area when did you start playing football I started playing football at the age of five. Right. Yeah. I actually, Little League, I grew up playing running back, fullback. Right. I always played D-line, but I liked the Little League. I liked to play running back. I liked to score a lot. So, uh-huh. actually, like, when I was, like, 10 years old, I won the Heisman. And I whole league, that was a good experience for me. Yeah. I, I, I've known many a, many a players from down in Quezzy's area, and a lot of them, you know, I've coached or recruited and, and uh, you know, they all know about these kind of – these these little league legends. And uh, all these guys know who the players are, and they all pointed at Quezzy that year that he was coming out. And, and uh, our need at D-line, obviously, Quezzy started uh, right off the bat for us. Tell us how that transition was. It was, it was, it was challenging, but I had a problem with, like, being able to adapt. So – being here actually made me feel at home, so I wasn't as in so bad of doing that, and it actually helped me feel like it was a family around me and I could be myself. Right. So that that really helped me. And and you know I I, I got to say how proud his mom was when we went down and played Miami, and uh, you had a couple huge plays in that game. Tell me how that was going back to Florida, playing down there and playing against the Canes. That was exciting, even though that's from where Dewitt is from. Yeah. But I felt as in like I was at home as well. Right. Because it's Florida and the my stake was just high. My mom was in the stands. Yeah. That's the only game she was able to come to, but I knew I had to put on. That's right. I knew I had to. Well, the one thing I promised her, she'd be able to see you on TV. And obviously, we got our schedule where we're going to be on, uh, you know, on ESPN National uh uh, televised for the first four before we get the rest of them. So uh, I know there's going to be a few people back home watching, don't you think? Yes, sir. Yeah. So um, how has it been for you as far as the the classes and and the, the you know the the college load? And tell me what that's been like for you. It's tough, but it's like I was a, always a school dude. I never missed class as much. Like, the only times I missed class, for real, was, like, when I was sick. Right. I never missed class. Like, last year, I didn't miss class. I was always attentive. Like, I was always there. Because if you miss class, you'll be behind. And you don't want to be that in college. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, one of the things you do when you go recruit is you visit with the people in the building. And uh, there wasn't a teacher in the building. And you can tell the people that are here that his his – his smile's infectious. Uh, he can uh, he lights up a room, and and all the teachers at your school were like, "This is one of the good dudes in 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 at Booker." And, yeah, uh, and that's pretty cool. So uh, so with that, um, you know, as far as you moving forward, what were some of the things coming out of year one that now you want to really work on in year two? First off. 
watching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's very tough for me yeah, because at my size, I'll be trying to get out fast so I won't have to really, like, fight on double teams. But – that's something I'm working on, and they work with that a lot mm-hmm. in practice. Right. They clap. They do everything. I just feel like they be signaling it towards me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting better at it. That's right. And uh, and really, your physical play, both in the run game and then your ability to obviously rush the passer, um, you know, are things. Obviously, uh, for us, uh, our need at your position, number one, and then being able to get a player of your caliber – um, I was one of the most excited guys there was around when you said you were coming. So uh, that that made me feel really good, and and uh, and knowing the people back there that that uh, knew you were going to get taken care of. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, Quezzy, thanks, man. No I problem. appreciate it. And uh, I know Adam enjoys watching you play as he calls the ball games. And uh, you're going to be in a new jersey number. Oh. Is that Stay right? Stay tuned. Okay, I got <laughs> oh, you. Last, right. last week we broke some news, but I like making them wait. Hey, right. before you go, I just wanted to ask. This is this is the, the hair I'm looking at from your picture. I just wonder what happened to it all. You know, it got a little hot. <laughs> tired of it. <laughs> I just had to let it loose and just let my hair breathe. Chance for it to make a comeback, or we'll see. Is that yeah. is that to be determined? I say since I cut my hair, I always tell everybody it's a new me. Like. Yeah. I'm improving every day just by running, all that, just improving. And with this coaching staff and the trainers and everybody that be around us, it's very good. Well, well we're looking forward to watching I gotta you I got to tell you what, yeah. you look good. Thank and, you. And uh, keep that smile. You got me? <laughs> you know I will. All right, man. Appreciate Jacques you, Quezzy. Bristol, thanks for coming on, and we'll wrap up with uh, Coach Mack when we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Well, always great to have a, a couple of your players on, one on the offensive side, one on the defensive side, two younger guys that have been in the program, as you mentioned, were here last year, but guys that are expecting to make big contributions potentially this year. That's right, and a couple guys from our first recruiting class that um, obviously took a chance on us because, uh, you know, we were new, uh, obviously coming off a year that, that, you know, wasn't, wasn't the greatest and, and, uh, for them to show kind of, you know, their trust in us as a staff, uh, and joining us and, and both guys were, you know, recruited guys and for them to come up here and believe in us and, and, um, I'm excited for both of them. They're both uh, really good kids, as you can tell, and, and fun to be around. You know, that's what I got to tell you. It's something I just love being here. I just love being around these kids. Uh, they're, 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 they're fun. They keep me young, and, uh, you know, I learn something from them every day. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And two guys from Florida, that's pretty unique at different spots of Florida, too. Uh, Sarasota and Miami, but I, I'm still trying to picture Chaquez playing yeah. point guard no, I'm on the basketball you, team. Uh, unbelievable, <laughs> and uh, and and not just any basketball team. You know, uh, the high school he was at, Booker Sarasota, uh, is a national powerhouse in basketball, and they've been one of those year in and year out. That they're really known for that, um, and. Uh, when Fred, the uh, coach Gilmore, told me that 
you know, not only, but Quezzy plays basketball. And I'm like, oh, you know, they use him to maybe bang out, you know, bang around the guys during practice boards, or whatever, yeah. you know. And, and uh, but, no, he's actually a point guard and handles the ball. He's got great, great hand-eye coordination uh, and, and is a heck of an athlete at now 315 pounds. That's outstanding uh, to be able to, to play multiple sports. And you talked about it, not just him, but also talking with Daniel. I mean, both guys seemed like they came from excellent programs yeah. and had great success at the lower level. How much do you look for that when you are recruiting guys? Yeah, I think uh, and that's a great point. Um, you know, one of the unwritten kind of criteria that we have that that you know when we start to look at guys we have by position there's certain things that you know some critical factors that that the players we feel need to have to be successful to play that position and yet one of the things too is are they winners and both guys won a ton of games in high school so they're used to winning they know what it feels like and they also know what it takes um and, and that's something that we look at at all positions. It's, it's uh, not an end-all, but it's certainly something that we give higher marks for when we go through the recruiting process. You know, do they come from a winning program? Do they come from a discipline program? Uh, do they come from a program that there's certain expectations on how you go about your daily business? Both of these guys, and I think Quezzy really hit it, uh, he goes to class every day. I mean, he, he doesn't miss school. Uh, he he didn't miss school when he was down there. And like I said, when when you do do the uh, on-campus visits with them and you're able to go down to their houses, you know, you stop by the school, you visit with people in the school. And and in both cases, you know, the, the janitors, the teachers knew who they were and knew them as good, good kids. Well, you talk about it. You can't miss that smile, which is, which is awesome. But – that's a going back to your recruiting. I mean, that's a lot of work. You're, you're finding players, obviously, that you like, that are talented, that fit your system, but then doing the deep dive on the background of what sports they're playing. Are they potentially playing multiple sports? Who's coaching them? Are they having success? I mean, you guys really are doing a ton of work when you're bringing in these recruits and figuring out who the right pieces are to come play football here in Mount Pleasant. You know, and one of the things when you talk about recruiting, that was one of the first things we had to really address when we got here and, and uh, was actually the creation of a recruiting department. Um, and, uh, you know, our university has afforded us the opportunity to, to put some personnel in there, actually put the plan in, um, which actually it really helps us uh, in the long run. Uh, those guys do a fantastic job of the backgrounds and, and really more than anything help eliminate some of the issues that you may run into. And, and uh, you know, I, my hat's off to our recruiting department, you know, with, with Albert Karshney in there and Johnny Ballgame Leister and, and obviously Jason Asset Johnson. I mean, those guys are all, unbelievable and and they put a crew of, of of students to work as well that have really helped we've a, we're actually getting a recruiting department that kind of resembles something that uh, the way it's supposed to be and and uh, you know that's been really good I'm talking with Jim McElwain here as we wrap up on the coach Mac show we talked about the quarterbacks because we had Daniel Richardson on and coach I wanted to ask you about 
Jacquez's position group, and that's the defensive yeah. line. Tell us a little bit about uh, the defensive line here and what Chippewa fans can expect Sh from that group. Sure, and I, I think it's been really good. Coach Hines does an unbelievable job. He's, he's, a, he's a superstar young coach. Um, I'm so happy to have him here. Not only the way he coaches the guys, but more importantly, how he cares about the guys. He gets involved in their lives, and and uh, you know he's he's uh, he's quite a character. He was uh, with me as a GA at Florida. Uh, he'd been a uh, you know a coach at a couple colleges along the way before I brought him up, and and uh, just really happy with how he interacts with these kids. Uh, you know, them understanding the fundamentals, and it isn't all about stats. I think one of the things, you know, our D-line got a little bit better at is holding their gaps, allowing a Troy Brown to make a play. What we do is we really um, celebrate the things that don't show up in the box score, right? And, you know, usually when your linebackers are making a ton of plays, it's because those guys up front are holding the blocks and holding point. And... You know, sometimes it's hard for them because they want the numbers, right? And they think that the way they're going to get noticed at the next level are the big flash stats. Farthest thing from the truth. Um, those guys understanding that, you know, they, they're responsible for a gap. They're responsible to eat up a double team. So the guys behind them can make those plays. And, and they, I thought as the season went on, they did a, a much better job of that. And that's something we got to carry through this year. It's really just similar like on the other side of the ball with the offensive line, That's how right. hard those two groups work. And sometimes you don't notice the fine details that go in to make a play what it is to make that big touchdown pass or that big run because holes are opened up. But those lines, as you mentioned last week, that's where you like to build your team, starting on the offensive and defensive lines. That's right. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't care how skilled you are um, – you know, those are the areas, and those are areas that when we got here, we needed to make sure that we, uh, you know, got some numbers in there, um, we, you know, bringing in some talent. We're still, you know, doing the same thing. We've got uh, a lot of spots that we're recruiting at those two places, and, and it takes time because both of those positions are truly developmental positions, and uh, we've got some good young kids, and yet, you know, we still need to get them in the weight room and, and uh, have them eat a little bit and that kind of stuff. And yet uh, I'm excited about where, you know, both of those groups are. And you mentioned the, the D-line, uh, getting a little more pressure on a quarterback, something we got to do this year. Some guys last year, I mean, uh, Laquan Johnson had a great year. He seems like he's just ready to have an excellent season. And another one that was interesting that I know Brock and I talked a lot about was the transfer you got in Muhammad Diallo coming over. Yeah. And it was kind of a quick transition, but he seemed to make an impact. Tell us a little bit about those two guys and maybe others that have stood out to you. Yeah, and, and um, you know, Amir Sadiq, I think, has really started to come into his own as a player. Uh, I think he's really understanding that, you know, again, one of those guys that maybe thought it was all about trying to get a, a sack and that's all that anything cared about. Well, no, it's about, you know, pressing the pocket. It's about making the quarterback uncomfortable. It's about, you know, being in the right gap at the right time, and that's what stops the run. Um, I think he's had a fantastic camp. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of those other guys, Robbie Stewart coming back, yep. who – you know, I, I, I think is really a true leader of that defensive line and and a guy that doesn't get a lot of uh, praise and yet does all the dirty work, right? He, he's the guy that, that 
keeps those guys off backers. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of where we're at. We're going to have to play a lot of guys and stay fresh. The D-line has become a position where you need multiple bodies because of how many people are going fast, and you got to stay fresh at those spots. So we're going to be rolling guys in and out. Do you have an ideal rotation just with how quick-moving offenses are or how many defensive linemen you like to rotate in and out if you had the numbers you were hoping to get? You know, in a, in a perfect world, you'd have 10. Um, we're not going to be there this year. Obviously, some of the young kids that are uh, going to be here in January, um, you know, in retrospect, obviously probably would have been playing this year. Yeah. Uh, and yet that's okay. These guys that are here are going to play their tails off. And, and uh, you know, we take some of the, uh, you know, linebackers and possibly change some fronts and maybe get some pass rush out of some of those guys as well. Well, we're looking forward to, to, to watching them. Obviously, the quarterbacks, we mentioned them earlier. And just, Coach, you got to be getting that tick. Because I remember last year, you're talking about that first week, the buildup to your first game as head coach here at Central Michigan. And we're two weeks away from, from year two getting going. And it's been a crazy year where I think we're, we're all excited that we have the opportunity to just have football. So I imagine you and the guys are ready to go here. Yeah, and I think what you hit it on, I, I – you know, going through what everybody has gone through um, and and still going through, mm -hmm. I think really one of the things you learn is how grateful you are and, you know, for what you do have the ability to go do. And in our case, we, we were given a new lease, you know, to be able to go out and play the game we love and coach the game we love. And, and uh, you know, it isn't until something's kind of taken away from you. I think you – you take some things for granted, um, which is why we're so excited to be able to get out there and play and and uh, you know see see who the heck this team is. That that's you know as a as a coach, you never know going into a you know the first part of a season. Uh, you find out a lot about your team and and who they are. You know, no matter what, uh, no matter you know what where we're headed. Uh, this is really a group of guys that I really like, and they're real fun to be around. Yeah, the first chance to watch them November 4th, two weeks away, Wednesday here under the lights at Kelly Short Stadium, 7 o'clock just announced ESPN primetime Central Michigan defending MacWest champs. And, Coach, we can't wait for it. It's getting close. Yeah, it is. And uh, I tell you what, what a beautiful look out there. I know that we can't see it on the radio except there's video here. Yeah. Right. Is that is. how that works? Okay, yes. good. But uh, – Boy, that's a beautiful sight out there, and to think in, in two quick weeks we're going to be playing, uh, you know, and hopefully celebrating with a Bud and Bud Light from Fabiano Brothers when we get done. Can't, can't beat it. We're looking forward to it, Coach, and uh, can't wait to do this again next week. You know, I think uh, we need to we need to get my partner in here, Mr. Brock Gutierrez, see if he'll, he'll come back on here. We get him uh, coming in here next week, and get a little preview show of week one coming up. What do you think about that? I, I, that would be fantastic. But is he back from hunting and uh, all he's that? He's gone I mean, every weekend. Is that what know. it is? We're going to so. have to dip into his busy schedule, <laughs> see, if he can, see if he can slide in here. I'd love to have Brock, and I'm sure that the, I know that the, the fans would love to hear from him as well. We'll see if we can track him down next week, as uh, when we do this next week, we'll be, uh, we'll be one week out. So have a great week of practice, Coach, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, bud.